up, you son of a bitch. What the fuck is up with you, you son of a bitch? Don't call me a son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. Trailer Park! What do we do? Nathan, we watch trailers. Five of them, to be exact. And we gauge, trailer by trailer, whether or not we are worried or, Nathan, excited. I'm worried. I am excited. Holy shit, I'm excited. That's awesome. I'm worried. Some might call us trailer predictor professionals. TPP. TPP. You guys are buying into what they're selling, like a pedophile selling candy from a van, and you are already got your seatbelt on. Here comes pissy pants. I, I gotta go worried. Sorry, everybody. Nathan? Yes? Andrew? Yes. Daniel? Can we get on with this fucking show? <laughs> <laughs> Daniel, welcome to uh, episode 107. Nathan, thank you for having me. You're most for welcome. The 107th time. Thank you. And, uh, and and a welcome to everyone else here tonight that's joined us uh, to celebrate once again what could be the greatest lineup that we have ever experienced here at Trailer Park. Um, Chelsea, please give us a give us a wave. Hello. And Amanda, please. Hello. Hello. And uh, fuckface. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Um, it's a great mouth wave. Yeah. Uh, Daniel, 107 rarely asks for permission to build something other than whatever it takes for the project to maintain compliance with government rules and restrictions. That's some uh, affinity numerology of 107. Wow. What kind of numerology is this? <laughs> Where are you pulling this from? <laughs> the same website as always. I this feel like is... it got real complex once we hit triple no, digits. No, no, no. They're, the outlook tends to be balanced. Their goals, their life support, uh, life pursuits tend to be related to large works that benefit a large geographical area. But Yeah, it used to be like three is for gold and warmth. <laughs> Optimism is 12. <laughs> <laughs> that could be. Tonight, I want to start by talking about movies that didn't make the cut. And I want to talk about why they didn't make the cut. I want to air any grievances from people who think maybe they should have made the cut. Bohemian Rhapsody, not making the cut. Mm, fine with it. Yeah, yeah. what are you going to say? Rami Malek looks as much great. music in it as it should have been. Yeah. Oh. I don't know. After watching several trailers, the producers at Sad Sack felt that, sure, they've got some famous songs or whatever, but is their story that interesting? And Well, do... and especially when they apparently, from what I've read, aren't even factually accurate with the story uh, much at all so. and then there's the whole brian singer angle do we really want to entertain a movie that one of the most creepiest hollywood entities has his hands on it was a passion project for him that he got fired from do we even want to go near that it's uncomfortable who's brian singer oh brian singer is one of the guys that's accused of touching young boys yeah but he's in like the you know, if you were to separate all the Me Too people into two groups, like the serious ones that are kind of dark and the ones that are like, well, I don't know, maybe. This is the dark pile. <laughs> it's a very, yeah, it's a very he pile. made X-Men. Yeah. Which one? Yeah, the the originals. The huh. first one and the, the last couple. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know. There's just something off about that guy. and I don't know. Uh, the Plus other, it's a biopic. Yeah, well, there's that. The other uh, movie that didn't make the cut is uh, coming out on Netflix on November 9th, and it is called Outlaw King. Outlaw Kink. King. King. It's basically... Oh, it's basically Daniel's a, missing out. It's basically a Braveheart reboot starring uh, Chris Pine as um, Robert the Bruce. Apparently, he goes full mo- full Monty, and I was concerned that too much focus might... There's dick in him? ...give rise to Daniel's Pine. Oh, you get full Pine. pine. Oh, so you were... 
uncomfortable with Chris Pine's raw sexuality, and so now we can't look at the trailer? <laughs> well, it just it felt too much like Braveheart, the sequel. Like, I don't... I love Braveheart. Yeah. yeah, it's a classic. And there wasn't enough dick in it. The <laughs> original. By a long shot. That's why Pine's making up with it. <laughs> with those nuts. Okay, so there's grievance, is what you're saying. Do you think that he goes, do you think they show full penetration in uh, in this film? <laughs> <laughs> no, he was on some talk show and they were, they were making a, a big deal out of him showing his penis. And he was like, yeah, I don't know what the big deal is. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Acting all nonchalant. And I was like, fuck off. Yeah, it's uh. You show your dick and people give you uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Isn't that how it works? Yeah. I don't know what the big deal is. Why don't Why don't men? That, that That's what his thing was. Why don't men do it more? I, I don't understand why men haven't done it. Yeah. Why don't men just take their dicks out more often? <laughs> that's <laughs> a social that's, problem. Yeah, that's a big problem <laughs> in this particular society. Actually, Not enough dick. I'm with Chris on this. I'm, I'm, no, I'm, my God, of course you are. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag, hashtag <laughs> dicks out why not yeah all right and we're gonna do something new here we're not gonna like uh decorate uh, this whole opening segment with uh, with grab bag whooshes and paper crinkling we're just gonna throw some stories around i'm gonna throw some stories at some people if they want to speak on it they can if not we'll toss it in the garbage does that sound fair wait so we're not getting our news stories through the tube anymore no, we're just having an open conversation where I'm going to say, hey, Daniel, did you know, blah? And he's going to say, like, don't care, throw it in the garbage. Or he's going to speak on it. That seems like a waste of some pretty high-tech technology. But there's like a sound effect of like you throwing me something, and then of course the sound effect of you throwing something in the trash. <laughs> it just sounds like the production value of the show has gone down. Hmm. Well, <laughs> I don't know what to say right now. <laughs> trying to simplify things i'm trying to make it more about our conversation and less about all the bells and whistles but if you want sound effects i can come up with some wait the tube is a sound effect yeah i thought you guys had a tube in the house i thought it, yeah i thought it came straight from headquarters <laughs> pull the curtain back into place nathan <laughs> dear god but no we'll do we'll do it however you want oh yeah I like, mm. I like that numerology thing kind of cursed the show <laughs> jeez <laughs> Yeah, because wasn't it something about like you do it no matter what, you know? So now we're just we're just doing it. Oh God, Nathan, rein us in. We're floating. Yeah, just fucking do it. Just fucking do it. Oh my God. Well, how about I play some music? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite. Hey, Daniel. Oh God. Heather Langenkamp says she's down for another Nightmare on Elm Street. What do you think? I'm down if Heather is down, but what kind of capacity is she talking? As like the makeup artist or she wants to be in it? Quote, I'm sitting here like any other scream queen in Hollywood, hoping that they revive their franchise. I'm not alone. I know lots of other horror heroines who have this little bit of spring in their step, thinking about the chance of perhaps being in new versions of movies that they help make famous as young people. It's kind of crazy, but it... It's definitely something I would love to do. How old is she? Hey, if Jamie Lee Curtis can do it, which I'm sure which is what all these heroines are looking at and going, mm -hmm. well, hey, what about our what slasher? Yeah, um, but Jamie Lee Curtis is fucking famous. Yeah, but Heather Camp is famous to me. Well, she's and a babe. I'm dead. Let's just get that out there. <clears throat> One of the last uh, frizzy-haired... Babe slash Scream Queens. Hmm. Uh, what else do 
else do we got here? Hey, Amanda. Hmm. HBO is hiring an intimacy coordinator. Oh, God. They're what? going to uh, be involved with the sex scenes, helping actors out when they have to do uncomfortable sexual interaction. Like one intimacy coordinator for all shows? Hired someone specifically named Alicia Rodas, who is the co-founder of nonprofit Intimacy Directors International. She's going to review scripts. She's going to facilitate group discussions about the sex scenes they're going to film and meet with the actors individually. Yeah. Um, is this a thing that actors have historically had a problem achieving? Because I watch a fair amount of HBO and the sex scenes are not the low point. Oh, HBO is trying to forge a new path. Yeah, it sounds like a consultant got in there. Yeah. This is a new thing. Yeah. A new thing. They're I like, mean, hey, listen, HBO, you can't just show a bunch of dongs and a bunch of really <laughs> crude and crass gay scenes and be like, there we go. We balanced it all out. No, they hired a fucking intimacy coordinator. It does sound like a profession that the intern would be bad at. Terrible at. Yeah. Oh, I could point people in the right direction. Yeah, like away from me. Just, yeah, any of the titles of jobs at Google, probably. Like oh. recreational diversity coordinator. I hear there's a lot available right now of uh, jobs at Google. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Chelsea, um, how do you feel about an all-female superhero group movie called Birds of Prey, led by Harley Quinn, Margot Robbie, and other characters like Black Canary, Huntress... Uh, someone named Renee Montoya, and uh, they're going to save a young girl from an evil crime lord named Black Mask, who's going to be Ewan McGregor. How do you feel about that? Ewan McGregor? Yeah. Well, what what happened to just the Harley Quinn movie? I don't know what the hell's going on. DC Online is launching, and they have like all these TV series launching with their superheroes. They're trying to create their own streaming service, well, and they're going to launch everything at the same time. It's fucking wild. I actually agree with that, because... They've had a lot of success television-wise oh, with yeah. like Supergirl and Arrow and right CW, whatever else. The CW. Flash, yeah, the Flash. Yeah, Gotham is the only one that you know. Did it not? You can stomach for more than two episodes. It Gotham's still going on though, isn't it? I don't know. With the OC dude in it, yeah, but um, the, the two episodes passed. <laughs> I like Margot Robbie a lot, and I thought she was good as uh, Harley Quinn. So, but as the leader of a group. Well, yeah, she she was kind of the leader. Well, she wasn't, but she was kind of the leader of whatever that Suicide Squad movie was. So she can pull it off. It's just I don't trust DC to write a decent script. You don't think that there should be more male content? Well, there's definitely not going to be any dick in it. Hmm. So <laughs> those swinging dong and birds of you prey. Know, you know, McGregor could be <laughs> flashing his thing around. I really don't. I've I have this weird distaste for Ewan McGregor lately. Yeah, actually, when you said villain of an all-girl or all-female superhero movie, I was like, oh, I wonder what, what woman they're going to choose. But then you said Ewan McGregor, and I was like, of course. It just seemed <laughs> right. Also, uh, Lady Gaga already turned this down. So, Ooh. Oh, I think a bunch of ladies turned it down. Lots of people. Ooh, really? Yeah. What? Oh. Ooh. Ooh. Oh. What would Gaga have been? Ooh, like the albatross. I think... 
I think Black Canary, I think is what they offered her or mm-hmm. was in the discussions for, who knows. Oh, you've been doing a little reading on uh, on Birds of Prey, have you? I just keep abreast of everything uh, having to do with Lady Gaga. A Gaga influence? A Stephanie update? Mm-hmm. Uh, intern. Nathan. Ridley Scott moving forward on a sequel to Gladiator. Um, I was really thinking that I uh, do get aroused uh, by Ridley Scott. I, however, don't care at all and think that this probably should not be made. Well, it's going to continue the story of Lucius, the son of Lucilla and the nephew of Commodus. The important question is, who's doing the soundtrack? The original Gladiator soundtrack is badass. Although, after reading about the initial sequel that they discussed, I think this is a movie that should have been made. What's the Um, synopsis? Ten years ago? Yeah, they originally talked about a sequel to Gladiator. Gladiators? No. Mm -hmm. No. Uh, It was a bizarre script by Nick Cave. And Nick Cave um, wrote the movie uh, The Proposition, that weird Western that I made Daniel watch, I think, on the burden list. Oh, yeah, where everyone's so filthy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so much filth in it. Yes. He was, everybody was dirty and it was awesome. Um, He said that the film, which he wanted to call Christ Killer, (laughs) would have found Maximus in purgatory as he's sent down by the gods who are dying in heaven because there's this one God. There's this Christ character down on earth who's gaining popularity and so the many gods are dying so they send gladiator back to kill christ and his followers (laughs) (laughs) that does sound like gladiators that would be dope (laughs) it was like super like b-movie gore violence in it yeah all right Uh, what else do i got here i got uh a weird movie um so i just saw this headline michael keaton to star as john mcafee the guy that made that um it's like the True story of the guy that made the McAfee antivirus software. Yeah. The Russian and spy. It sounds, it sounds really boring at first, but then you read that this guy, after he made this antivirus software, cashed in his fortune, left civilization, and moved to the jungle in Belize, and he set up a Colonel Kurtz compound of guns, sex, and madness. Yeah. He went like fucking, fucking wild for a long time, and then he came back and did a couple of like podcasts and talked about it, and then disappeared again, and then his life was under threat. Huh. And Seth Rogen's going to be in it as the uh, as like a journalist who goes to interview him in his fucked up uh, jungle world. So I'm kind of on board for that. It's going to be kind of like Apocalypse Now meets The Founder. Yeah. Yeah, it should be good. It should be good. Except it's a biopic. Yeah. I also heard a rumor tonight that um, we might be bringing back the rant, but only if someone on the podcast is ready to, to rant. I'm not really ready. I don't think so either. No. I, I have something to rant about, but I'm not prepared enough to do it. I will save it for 108. Want, you don't want to just lay into it? <laughs> no. <laughs> no? Okay. No. That's fine. Got to get the cool bill, something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, there's maybe something to look forward to in the future. In the meantime, I don't know about you guys, but I would like to step into the trailer viewing room. But in order to do that, we need to enter into the... Uh, transportation uh, machine. Oh, God, I forgot how dramatic this had become. Next thing you're going to tell me is this is just a sound clip, too. <laughs> Jeez. Correct. You're really tearing down the fourth wall here, hun. <laughs> is everybody ready to go into the trailer viewing room? Yes. Already? Yeah. Okay. All right, here we go. What has happened in the world? 
that normal now passes as excellence. I can offer protection. I say together we ravage the Queen's lair. Are you not Elizabeth Salander, the writer of Rome? about the sanctity of this process, whether you do or do not. Headliner tonight, Daniel, is uh, Widows. Widows, here we go. What has happened in the world that normal now passes as excellence? Yesterday. When did we lower our standards? environment where people are blind what you don't see you don't know out of sight out of mind something happened tonight something bad our husbands aren't coming back we're on our own they stole a lot of money. And now people want it from us. Now the best thing we have going for us is being who we are. Why? Because no one thinks we have the balls to pull this off. Who are we when this world got you down on your knees? If this whole thing goes wrong, I want my kids to know that I didn't just sit there and take it. I did something. In this city, you reap what you sow. Let's hope so. Nathan, lead us off. Worried or excited? Okay. So, what do we got here? Is this like uh, Ocean's Nine? Right. How cool is this heist? (laughs) 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 Well, I was surprised to find out that this is actually based off of a 1980, early 1980s British TV series. It's rated R. It's two hours and nine minutes. In fact... This whole lineup tonight is rated R. Yeah. Best mm-hmm. lineup ever. Well, that's, you know, it was talked about at the water cooler. This could be. Could be. A few, uh, few YouTube comments that I pulled that I thought were interesting. One YouTube comment was, Liam Neeson and Viola Davis in bed is the America I want to live in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. You live in it. <laughs> 
<laughs> that was easy. Dream done. <laughs> Another great comment was, as if a bunch of wives could just pick up the plans for a heist and execute them successfully. <laughs> Such fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this oh, is a, I know. As soon as they another, all got their period, they just kill each other. <laughs> this is another episode of the white man manipulating the black woman to achieve his goals. Black women don't feed into this propaganda. What? Wow, I didn't think this was so, going to be so polarizing. Look, I just know. because... Yeah, I Vi- it was just a dumb movie. <laughs> just because Viola Davis is black, instantly it separates everyone. You know what? These ladies look badass. This could be a good action flick. I like the trailer. It's getting me a little bit. It's getting me up. I'm up. I'm up for Widows. I think it could be good. And I'm uh, I'm going to be giving, well, Sad Sack's given a, uh, a diversity rating to each film tonight. <laughs> <laughs> diversity rating for Widows is Jungle Fever. And I am excited. What does that mean? About Widows. Uh, that's Nathan being racist. <laughs> Well, because Liam Neeson and Viola Davis in bed is like interracial, so it's Jungle Fever. Spike Spike Lee he's joint. He's doubling down on it. He's, he's, he wants next episode for to read the comments from our own site. <laughs> <laughs> well, Spike Lee made a movie back in the day with Wesley Snipes, back when it was faux pas for white and black people to get it on. He called it Jungle Fever, and it was a big deal, and it was in the nineties. So yeah, widows. Yeah, I'll give it a I'll give it an excited. I think there's something here. It could be fun. It's probably fluff, but whatever. Man, I really want to be excited about this movie, but it just doesn't seem realistic. I mean, I don't understand how a generic bank heist gone wrong could kill a man with such a particular set of skills. <laughs> there's no way that Liam Neeson goes down in that explosion. That coffin was closed. It's true. So if that's uh, the hence, twist, hence then... The comments. Hence the comments. About white men getting black women to do their dirty work. Oh. Do you think they know something? Well, there yep. was a Latina woman in there. There was a white woman in there. Hmm. There was heavy diversity. High level of diversity. That's yeah. why I call it jungle fever, because it's... They said jungle fever. Approaching Chirac. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a dance scene in this I don't know about? <laughs> Chelsea, are you, are you excited about this with me? Are we going to go to the theater for this? Uh, you know, yeah, sure. <laughs> Just wow. to see that I'm right about Yeah, Liam sure, excited. Yeah. Hmm. Um, let's see here. Who wants it? Amanda? Oh, I'm worried. <laughs> I just, I've seen this, a couple trailers for this movie, and there's some, like, I don't feel like the ladies have much chemistry together, and so I feel like their interactions are going to be really awkward and... I, Liam Neeson has jumped the shark for me, so I'm not interested there. Hate Colin Farrell. Um, mm. There's just nothing to pull me into this movie. Worried. Yeah, I'm going to come in and say it's weird that they like killed all their A actors off, and then the rest of the movie you're like, oh, oh we're, we're going to stay with these ones. Well, I guess Colin's here. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. And I, I, I've, I've seen this trailer a couple of times as well, and initially I was kind of on board, but the more I watch it, I'm like, what is this like I'll go with the like training for the guns and sure and like I would even I would even I would be more into this actually if the story was more like intimate and toned down I feel like that'd be more their ability to pull off would be more something uh, subtle than it would be like flipping vans and shooting machine guns and robbing banks and shit I'm like I don't and then how much of it's going to be like super indulgently dramatic so I'm going to say I'm I'm worried but you know I hope it does well I don't know I'm kind of into the the van flipping explosion 
I something I like that it seems to be taking itself seriously, but it's also fucking ridiculous. Mm. And these worlds are colliding for me right now in oh. a way that has also could have like negative scale value. Oh, if it, if it goes negative, then you guys let me know. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, Amanda, you have to admit too, though, Michelle Rodriguez is a good pick because she's in Fast, Fast and, Furious, and Furious. She's pretty badass. Who is this yeah. white, skinny, what? rich girl? Well, I think she was supposed. I think they offered it to Jennifer Lawrence. I think she turned it down. So oh, I think, thank God. Elizabeth Debicki. Yeah. yeah. Who's that? She's from that miniseries with Tom Hiddleston, that British one. Ugh. That I watched about God. the arms dealer that you didn't watch. So boring. <laughs> <laughs> she was she was in and out of the room, and I was like, you know, girl, it's pretty, it's pretty good. Hey, girl, it's pretty good. <laughs> I just don't like Tom Hiddleston yeah. or boring fucking shit. Okay, and uh, intern, what? Uh... Isn't there a fourth actress? Uh, here we go. So there are ten actors and actresses: five female, five male. Viola Davis gets first billing. Mm-hmm. Followed by four males, then Michelle Rodriguez, then another male, and the rest of the female cast. Where is Liam Neeson? I feel like is he everyone second? here is not getting paid except for Viola Davis and the male cast. I am uh, taking a vow of mm. not supporting equal pay, worried. Time's up. Oh, wait. Viola's probably getting the most. Yeah. Just because one person gets a payday yeah. doesn't make up. For fifty percent of the industry, sing it, sister. There we go. Here we okay. go. Yeah. Diversity over merit. Yeah, give it, a, give it a times up rating, please. Uh, times up right now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, trailer number two tonight is a surprise for everyone. I think it's a lesser known movie. It was at South by Southwest. It is a science fiction film, and it is called Prospect. intrigued prospect here we go twenty seven forty two requesting release the location of a massive deposit of Orlac. The Queen's Lair, by my estimation, is the largest anyone's ever seen. Someone is approaching. Where are you from? Nowhere. How poetic. <laughs> the Queen's Lair. Where is it? This is something I have never seen. In all my time in the green, a little girl. We're in the same trough, you and I. You don't have a ship? No, I don't. But you will find a way to get home if you find that buried treasure. Why should I trust you? You're a killer. I am indeed. But are you? I can offer protection. I say together we ravage the Queen's lair. Even spite. 
course. I sustained a wound. I was hoping you had some juice. Here is our offer. I don't understand. Put a go. That is a bold offer. Trust me. You're trying to trick me. It was all in the name of self-preservation, Bertie. It was nothing personal. Intern, worried or excited? Uh, having just recently watched a different film, I found that I really enjoy the storytelling of uh, prospecting and uh, prospecting on a different uh, planet. I'm guessing it's a moon. Uh, seems like great fun. They they have this nice little uh, trade for the girl. Obviously, there's only one woman in this. No planet. They need to reproduce on the moon or something. The moon. Um, this is intriguing. I am disappointed by the lack of uh, feminine talent, but I'm excited to watch this. Look at you giving us the feminine perspective. Mm. Thank God you're here. Yeah. Thank God you can speak for us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's your uh, What's your times up uh, rating here? Uh, my times up rating is this is uh, no better than Widows. Okay. Um, I'll come in here. I'm going to go excited because it's sci-fi. It looks like they're trying to tell a story. It looks kind of intense. It's got the dude from the the sequel to Kingsman. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have concerns. It looks like there's a lot of playing around in the jungle pretending it's a moon or a planet and not so much anything else being budgeted by the look of those guns. Didn't see a lot of, looks like they're just stuck in those astronauts. This could be very low budget. If it's too low budget, it's going to drag. It's going to have dull pockets and you're going to notice shit. I Hope it doesn't go that direction. I hope it stays tight and tense and close up. We're excited. One hour, 38 minutes, based on a 15-minute short film of the same name that got turned into a feature. Amanda. That doesn't really oh, work. that doesn't help me. I am excited. Um, I have some concerns, too. I, I I can't really put my finger on what they are, though. There was, there's just something missing for me or not quite right, but... I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt because I do think it visually, I think it looks good. And I do really like that guy from Kingsman and Game of Thrones. Pedro like Pascal. Him. Yeah. I like his look and I like his swagger. The girl is really interesting. I'm, w- I'm wondering how she ended up here mm-hmm. in the first place. Um, so I'm definitely willing to give it a go. Excited. Chelsea. I think this movie looks fucking beautiful. Like the first few scenes right out of this trailer, I was totally hooked, both feet. I thought that all the stuff with the spaceship, with them landing on the planet looks awesome. I think the fact that they're going to be running around, it's not going to be all them all flying through space is actually going to do it a benefit, hopefully, for like character development and actual storyline, keeping it close, keeping everything tight, keeping the drama around this hidden treasure, whatever it is. I don't really know what they're talking about. I don't know what they're saying, but I like the way they're saying it. (laughs) I just, something about the grittiness, 
of how everything looks and there's no aliens. There's no crazy wormholes. It's just humans on a planet in some far off alternate reality, which is kind of my jam. So I'm crazy excited about this movie. There should be more like it. All right. Hopefully. Well, it was a, an award winner at this festival. And I know it's South by Southwest, so it's a bunch of Austin, you know, hoity-toity weirdos. So maybe that's a good thing. Maybe that's a bad thing. I don't really know. What I do know is I agree with Chelsea. There is like some, I don't know, they're, they're pulling off some sort of grainy quality to the filming that kind of is possibly misdirecting you into thinking it's a lot cooler than it is. And, and it does actually look good in the end, almost like the way that, you know, the video game Borderlands, like they just like they chose a, a style and it just it looks awesome, even though it's not completely real, you know, mm-hmm. that's interesting. So and yeah, the, the sci fi without aliens involved is nice. Hopefully nobody like rips open their shirt and there's like a quado coming out of somebody's belly. Well, I could even get behind that. I'm just, you know, appreciating it's mm. it's rare. The only thing that concerns me is the fact that you said it's based off a short film. Because then it might fall into the category where they're trying to drag out a story that maybe could be told in 15 minutes. Or it means they made a 15-minute short film, somebody watched it and gave them a bunch of money to do what they really wanted to do with the idea. Normally that's world building, though. You expand on a world. But like Daniel said, the world's kind of... It's all fair. It's all fair comments. I'm just saying. I'm still excited. Hey, it's an hour and 38 minutes. If it was two hours... Or more, I'd be saying worried. It's an hour and 30 minutes. Gets an excited from me. Your diversity rating for Prospect from Sadsack is more Dornish. Dornish. Oh, fuck. More Dornish. Okay? <laughs> I didn't realize he was from Game of Thrones until you said that. Oh, yeah. He was Oberon Martell. He's the guy that got his face, face. exploded. Yep. Oh, Spoilers. why did he look... Why is he... Was he super thin in that, though? Yeah. Yeah, he was always, like, lithe and bouncing around. Yeah. And, like... <laughs> like, he got he like bulked up for things. He's having sex with men. He's having sex with ladies. He's having sex with everybody. Uh, yeah. So uh, your fulcrum tonight, the horror installment for episode one hundred and seven, comes to us from J.J. Abrams. It's called Overlord. Overlord, here we go. Three months ago, I was cutting grass in my front yard. And the mailman shows up with a letter from the army. Now I'm here. No idea where I'm going to end up. Welcome to France. What happened here? Some questions don't have good answers. There's a lot of soldiers out there. There's only four of us. 
Find out what's inside that compound. Daniel, are you worried or excited about Overlord? I'm going to give it an excited. This movie looks like it's the American version of Dead Snow or another take on the movie Frankenstein's Army. Uh, both of mo- movies are which uh, take place with Nazis and uh, in the World War II era and them turning people into monsters for the Thousand Year War. So this is a weirdly common subgenre theme for zombie movies. Um, but normally, because both Dead Snow and its sequel, both Norwegian films, mind you, horror films, um, and Frankenstein's Army are good, even though I like those movies, I would normally dog this because I don't feel like they could pull it off as well. But no, I'm going to give them a chance. I saw a couple of things in there that looked pretty gruesome. And if they can keep it uh, high energy and have all the monsters that they come in contact with, all the little Nazi uh, mutants uh, be really cool and identifiable from each other, then uh, I'm down. And so I'm going to give it a chance and go excited. And just a side note, J.J. Abrams says it is not an entry in the Cloverfield franchise. But J.J. has said that shit before. Many believe... Many, many believe it is just misdirection, and there will be a Cloverfield tie-in. Well, I don't care about that. Well, the whole Cloverfield thing seems to be something he's nerdy about. Hey. I think this is where J.J. Abram belongs. Hmm. How so? Like, all of his quippy, cheesy, over-the-top blood that he throws at everything is made, tailor-made for horror. The kind of horror that... I want to see. I love that it's World War II related. There's something about that that is appealing. I love that it's zombie, some sort of Borg army type thing. And I think it looks stylized in a way that is B-movie, but is actually good. So as long as the music isn't playing tricks on me and making me think that it's silly, gory horror when it's actually serious, then there's no reason to be worried. It's going to be a blast. Insane, over-the-top, fun, with J.J. Abrams' nerdy, quippy cheese sauce. I think, uh, so you're excited then? No one asked for this movie, <laughs> but I'm excited about it. Okay. 
This movie really brings out the video game fanboys on the uh, on the comments. A lot of guys just dismissing this. Just like, what is this? Just a movie about the uh, Call of Duty uh, Halloween expansion? <clears throat> Fucking assholes. Oh, good. A Wolfenstein the movie. expansion got the idea, you son of a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, look, a Wolfenstein movie. Meh. Uh, one hour, 49 minutes. I am not sure if I'm going to be able to do this without the ACDC. Right. The music is... Uh... I want to maybe bring an MP3 player with me <laughs> to the movie. And have some ACDC playing in my ear. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I like the you know trailers enthusiasm. I like the music. I like the tie-in to the stuff that uh, Daniel's talking about. There's there is some kind of a history to this sort of thing. J.J. Abrams is throwing his producer credit behind it. Oh, he's, but, he didn't direct it. No, or but, write it. But I don't know. Super Eight wasn't that great, and uh, yeah, but that's not the right genre. I know. I'm okay. just saying. I think J.J. Abrams is overrated. I think uh, the more I think about this, the more I'm going to say I'm leaning worried. I'm upset. And the diversity rating Sad Sack has issued here is bloody black and white. Yeah, nice and balanced, like horror usually is. Yeah, yeah. Amanda, what say you? Well, I think that my my impression of this trailer right now is affected by my general meh mood today. And so maybe when I'm feeling meh, I should not try watching trailers for the first time because <laughs> everything Chelsea said, I'm like, oh yeah, this I should be excited the way that she is, but I'm not. Why don't I feel that way? <laughs> and I, there's just, I don't know what it is. I feel like such a fuddy-duddy, a little negative Nancy over here, but I'm just like, I don't know. It looks like I'm not going to care about anybody and it's just a zombie war movie that I don't give a shit about. You could be I'm right. Sorry. I didn't no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm worried. Right. Intern, let's um, let, let's get a times up uh, view of this here. Did you guys not uh, understand what you're going to experience? Because oh, you're going to experience can't. a lot of things. You're going to experience some chaos. Yeah, insanity. Some, terror, some sexism. Oh. Some lack of female presence. Uh, you didn't just, see the girl with the flamethrower in the trailer. <laughs> one girl. There's a, this is a cast of forty guys and her. Right. Oh my God! Why is it that boys have to write movies with only boys? Oh, you know, bring women it. drafted in World War Two. Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> hey, bring it. These, bring it home. These bring it home. two soldiers here found the superior race. Yeah, clearly the end zone is right there. Just take it. Across. It's it's not the zombie apocalypse. They found what Hitler was trying to do for real: create oh superior beings. Break the plane. Yes. And those superior beings. Have women in them? Mm. <laughs> no, no. These are super, super Jews. Soup. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh yes. This uh, looks like it could be a lot of fun, or it could be uh, the worst thing that we get this year. Um, saying that, I'll lean tentatively excited. No fucking way. Ich einschlag super Jews. I would like to them. see some some more women. <laughs> I really hope this last trailer. Oh, we're not even at the last one. I hope one of the last two trailers has has more female presence than the first three. You Nathan, had fucking four women in the first trailer leading the charge, and you shat on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's trailer <laughs> you, number two is about a girl. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Well, it doesn't matter. He's gonna go to the to the billing, and he's gonna say, "Oh, oh, 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 oh." That's how social justice works. You just find a way. Time's up, intern. What do you uh? 
What are he's you saying here? He's what excited. He's saying, he's, okay. I'm saying that Mathilde Oliver needs some company. <laughs> All right, trailer number four before I puke. Doesn't pass the Bechdel test, that's for sure. Uh, trailer number four is the girl <laughs> in the spider's web. There, you happy? I think this movie passes that test in the trailer. I don't think this is the greatest lineup we've ever had. <laughs> I don't think this movie passes the title. I mean, of course, typical. A woman trapped in a spider's web victim. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, like they always do, referring to women as girls. Oh. Oh. Girl. Was it girl in a spider's web? Yeah. <laughs> Girl in a Spider's Web. <laughs> Here we go. Sorry I said those things. You know how much I love you, don't you? Who the hell are you? I'm a fan of yours. The CEO who beat up two prostitutes, but then got acquitted in court yesterday. Get me down! I'm transferring 20% of your cash to these two girls. I'm calling down to security. The rest, I'm transferring to your wife. Account number. Don't! I have one line, one, two. Take your child and leave. He won't hurt you again. Mr. Chen has bankrolled your company for years. Isn't this his wife? No, bitch! You try to contact your wife again, or if anything unexpected should happen to her, this video will be sent to him. Who are you? Not Elizabeth Salanta, the writer of wrongs. The girl who hurts men, who hurt women. I could never figure it out. Why did you help everyone? But me? Why is it this but why is it spiders don't get stuck in their own webs? Amanda, worried or excited? Damn it. Is this part of the dragon tattoo stuff? Am I supposed to know what this is? I know. I feel the same way. Yeah. Yeah. I think we, we all think, well, this movie looks European. Yeah. 
So you're telling me no? <laughs> I'm telling you possibly. Here, and how expansive the clover verse is, God knows. Let me let me step in here and help you, Amanda. So Stieg Larsson wrote the girl with the dragon tattoo, and he wrote the girl who played with fire, and he wrote the girl who kicked the hornet's nest. And then he died, and he had a bunch of stories and notes, and some other guy they hired. I think the family's estate hired him to take over and write more of those stories from his notes, and this is one of those stories. So you're right. Okay. But in a this is part four in the in the multiverse, essentially, yeah. Um, so I was really into the opening sequence of her like fucking up this guy and the wife being like, "Oh, oh, you're gonna give me a lot of money and I can just get out of here." Awesome. (laughs) I was into all of that, and then it takes like a hard left into a bunch of stuff that I feel like I'm supposed to understand, (laughs) but don't, and I don't want to know, and I am out. Uh. Worried. That's fair. I need to step in here because I got shit to say about this. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so back when we did our episode about box office bombs, uh, I chose this to be the biggest box office bomb of the year. <laughs> Simply because I didn't think anybody cared or wanted to know, and Amanda just expressed it just now. Like, okay, so why are we supposed to care about this? The girl with the dragon tattoo didn't even do that well. Yet everybody on on YouTube's comments, like they're all mad. It's all people who are pissed off. Really? Yeah, it's like people who have read the books, people who love uh, David Fincher and Rooney Mara, and they just have nothing but like shit to to give this this trailer. Nathan, that's well, what comments are for. I understand, but I'm saying I find the comment stuff interesting because it says what the narrative is about how people are reacting to the movie. People just like defend that David Fincher version of Girl with the Dragon Tattoo with such ferocity, yet I'm, you know, in a strange place. I I said this movie was going to fucking bomb. It appears that it's, you know, from a Time's Up perspective, Andrew, it's saying that the only strong women, the only women that can really stand up for themselves and be strong have to be like, tattooed lesbian wackos right they have to be brutally raped right in the previous movie played by a different person right and the rest of them just are like you know weak inferior beings that can't survive on their own without help from weirdos okay i have shit to say yeah and i can't wait well because i just want to say claire foy yeah uh when we watched first man i forgot to say that claire foy is like my new thing i love claire foy so she's got great intensity all the time. And I think she could carry this thing. Even if it's dog shit, she could carry it. But I'm still going to say I'm worried. <laughs> you know what? I have been worried about this movie forever. Nathan showed me this trailer eons ago. And I couldn't give a shit, couldn't give a shit, didn't care at all. And I watched it just now. And I got this weird James Bond vibe from it. Something about the snowmobile, European feel. I don't know. I'm just thinking about On Her Majesty's Secret Service, that awesome ski scene. And I'm going to pull a 180 against all my better judgment and say that I'm kind of excited about this movie. Man, that is so crazy. Chelsea, I got, I'm saying worried just because I don't have as, enough faith in this. But I actually I, I feel all those same things about this movie. Right. I started watching this trailer and I was like, what is this? And then by the end, I was like, there's <laughs> something fucking weird about this that I kind of want to check out. <laughs> and 
I'm not sure what it is. It's maybe because it looks incoherent or maybe it'll be like it'll have surprisingly brutal scenes hidden in there somewhere that pique my fancy. I don't know. But I feel like I may end up tripping across this somewhere, but I'm going to go down for an official look. Fair enough. And before the intern takes over here, I just want to say that I hope, even though I said I, w- I was worried, I hope this succeeds. And I hope all the Fincher diehards, even though I love David Fincher, I hope all the Fincher diehards uh, suck wind when this thing succeeds because they're just too pretentious. There's one comment on there that said, Rooney Mara set the bar for Lisbeth Salander like Heath Ledger set the bar for the Joker. Fuck off. Everything what? about that. Rooney, uh, Rooney no. Mara did not do that good of a job in The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. I saw the fucking uh, Swedish version of the movie and uh, the other lady, what's her name? Naomi. Oh, no. She's better though, yeah. Yeah, Naomi Rapace. Rapace, yeah. Rapace? Oh, sure. sorry, intern. Rapace. Rapace. Whatever. I think that uh, she did a better job, so whatever. Oh, the diversity rating for this movie is pale. Go ahead. <laughs> Snow White. Yeah, Snow White. That's even better. Snow White. Um, so just so we're all aware, uh, the top two credits uh, do go to females. Um, Ooh, girl power. So I, I feel like we're finally on par here with uh, equal pay and uh, and the right billing. Um you didn't come prepared I, with any salary numbers. You're just talking about w- what order they are in an IMDb. You're lazy. It's true. <laughs> if I had IMDb Pro, maybe I'd have uh, all the answers for real. It's they Pro don't Plus. have salaries. Um, whatever. I really enjoyed the whole original trilogy, and they did it right by filming them all like in one year and then release them. Agreed. Right away. I also really like david fincher and rooney mara i on the other hand really like david fincher doing new things more than doing sequels so i'm not upset that he's not doing this um you're, you're excited about like him doing world david war fincher z2 do <laughs> anything yes <laughs> am i disappointed he's not doing this not really i have had a weird experience with this trailer because i thought it looked like garbage over and over again and then i went and saw first man and on the big screen i got interested and now i want to watch it so you're so i'm uh girl power excited for a new dragon tattoo story that is a colon this the girl in the spider's webs colon a new dragon tattoo story what the fuck all right uh last trailer tonight can it truly be equal though until she comes across like a woman rapist well, didn't it make everyone feel good to see that guy get, like, zapped in the nuts? That was actually my least favorite part of the trailer. Hmm. Oh. I get I get lost in I the mean, mechanics of things. I'm like, okay. Yeah, yeah. So she had the... The, the lasso. The lasso. And they just, she just waited until... Like, she had it tied up to the statue. She just waited in the dark. Like, I just picture her sitting in the dark, like... For a long time. <laughs> yes, he finally no, went over there. Like Mike from uh, Better Call Saul. Just, like, sitting... <laughs> Waiting, eating Fritos. Probably had to wait for three days. <laughs> yeah. They have they have no idea what you're talking about because they refuse to watch good television. Okay. Five hole. <laughs> Five hole <laughs> is the front runner starring Hugh Jackman. Oh, I thought it was the front runner for this episode. <laughs> Got it. Playing on the back runner.
the front runner. Here we go. The youngest candidate, Hart spoke at full campaign trail. The clear front runner. So start with the uh, shoulder in a little. My name is Gary Harden. I'm running for president. I want you to think about the opportunity that we have right here, right now. I've never known a guy more talented at untangling politics so that anyone can understand. It is a gift, and he wants to share that. And all anybody wants is for him to take a stupid photo. He will never understand that. Gary Hart is the man to beat in 88. If we hold ourselves to those highest standards, then the voters cannot do otherwise. Senator, I want to ask you some questions about the woman at your townhouse. Can you tell us how you know her? You can't be serious. No one is staying in my home. There's no need for that. Uh, I, I am serious, sir. Oh, cinnamon, where are you going to run to? The one thing I asked was that you don't embarrass me. We can't hide from this. The cameras go everywhere. It's up to us to hold these guys accountable. Just because some other paper used gossip as front page news, I mean, that doesn't mean we have it to. It does. It does now. He is a man with power, and that takes certain responsibility. We need to say something. It's nobody's business. None of it is. Okay, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about how you get through today. This campaign is about the future, not rumors, not sleaze, and I care about the sanctity of this process, whether you do or do not. Go on, Gary. Say it. There's gonna be a story tomorrow about me. Chelsea, worried or excited? Oh boy, you guys caught me in a malleable mood. Because <laughs> I'm kind of feeling warm and fuzzy about this movie too. I don't know if it's Hugh Jackman or if it's all these random side characters I'm catching glimpses of in this trailer. Like Ray from Girls, who I love. He's got this sort of quirky, awkward look to him. And that chick from I'm Dying Up Here. I'm Dying Up Here, too. And she's got decent intensity. And it's giving me some inform like an informant kind of feel. Don't forget about Bill Burr and the mustache. Well, I figured you would take that okay. away. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, Bill Burr is great as a seedy sort of side character <laughs> crawling out of that sewer. Um I don't know. It's I, The music's probably playing tricks on me about pacing. It could be slow. But I kind of tend to like political dramas. The only caveat is that it's it's based on a true story. And it's a biopic. And it's a biopic. And unfortunately, real life is not as interesting as a movie. So I'm going to say excited because I'm three quarters of the way through a bottle of wine. <laughs> 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 Feeling squishy. Feeling yeah. squishy. Uh, I'm going to come in over top of her because I just wanted to say that I didn't even know this guy existed. I didn't even know Gary Hart happened. And I'm kind of interested to check out uh, what happened. See where the fake news really started. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I think it's the same thing. I think for me it's the same thing. A lot of side characters showing up here. I like all the people. So because I like all the people, I'm just going to check it out. 
And if it was all different people, I might feel completely different. But uh, I also want to say that almost all of the YouTube comments, like I had to scroll and scroll. They're all Bill Burr fans. Nobody's even talking about the movie. <laughs> They're all just like, all Bill Burr's outside. He's taking pictures of Hugh Jackman and the lady. <laughs> just being like assholes and just like talking about Bill Burr all the way down. So I didn't realize uh, there were so many people that appreciated Bill Burr for the artist and comedian that he is. that was for amanda all right uh diversity rating here i'm obviously excited diversity rating is wasp Mm. Mm -hmm. appropriate amanda um so i actually didn't know about this movie until today but not from this podcast i actually was scrolling through my instagram feed earlier and uh, as I'm sure you guys know that Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman have this like very playful like banter <laughs> yeah, on the interweb that I love and I think it's so cute. And today or this, I, I think it was today, it doesn't matter. Ryan Reynolds posted this like like campaign ad commercial <laughs> thing against Hugh Jackman <laughs> regarding this movie and like him getting praise. It's really, really, really funny. You should go find it. It's like a, you know, less than a minute clip, but it's very funny. <laughs> um, so th- that's the total aside. I- I'm excited about the movie. I like literally every single actor that's in it, every single small role. I'm like, oh, I know that guy. I know that guy. That chick's cool. I- I'm into it. I'm glad that I don't know who this person really was because then I won't have any expectations. Um it looks it looks fun looks entertaining excited intern so while i was watching this i was thinking to myself why do i know this story and i know this story because i listened i went back and listened to all the radio lab podcasts that there are and there's a podcast about this guy that i've listened to which is really interesting because i don't remember it at all i just remember that i i heard it so it does seem like an interesting story, you know, about a white, powerful male <laughs> running for president. Is this even the right thing to happen right now? Like, shouldn't we be getting like a Hillary Clinton biopic played no, by Hugh Jackman? Perfect. Like yeah. played it's, by Hugh Jackman, exactly. Yeah. Like what happened? Seems... The movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It happened. It Jackmaned. Um Yeah, starring Taylor Leone as as Hillary. <laughs> No, no, it would be starring Hugh Jackman. Madam Secretary. Oh, yeah, Hugh Jackman as Hillary and, and uh, Idris, Idris Alba as, as Bill. There we go. A diversity, diversity. rating through the roof. Diversity status, please check. Um, Still Wasp. What's Wasp mean? White Anglo-Saxon Protestant. Yeah. This uh, movie looks like it's going to be extremely average. Okay. But the poster says that he changed American politics forever. The poster is hilarious. <laughs> It's like a bunch of Frankenstein pitchfork people throwing a bus off a cliff, chasing a bus off a cliff that says Gary Hart for president. If I think he those changed are politics mics. forever, how come nobody knew about him? Oh, the media. Yes, yeah, the media. Chased them off. It's boom mics and cameras. that he had it, not himself. Anyway, uh, I'm uh, moderately worried. Andrew, it's that scene in the trailer where he says, we don't just post gossip on the front page. And he says, we do now. That's the fucking Yeah, scene. Doc Ock said that. Doc Ock did. Alfred Molina is his name. Will you learn people's names? What else was he fucking in? Lots of shit. Maverick. He was in Maverick? Yeah, he was fucking the one that hung that Mel Gibson. <gasps> yeah, he plays a sleaze in like a, and then 
when he's not playing his Lee, he's a coward. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was he just teasing. Raise the Lost Ark. Oh, you were just teasing. I don't like being teased. Maverick. Okay. Uh, intern, did you say you were worried or excited? I'm uh, moderately worried. He's in Boogie Nights. Moderately and, uh, Frida. Worried. All right. Bring us home, Daniel. I am. This is a tough one for me because I saw Up in the Air pop up as one of the little mentions. Uh, Chelsea mentioned the informant that's giving her that vibe. And that's exactly the kind of vibe I'm getting off this movie, too. And the thing is, with both those movies, is I like them a lot. And I like them because of the way that they're crafted and executed. But then I have to really be in the mood to get through them in order to enjoy them that way. So this is... And then, and then, of course, just a repeat of everything that's already been said. All the people that are in it are great. This looks like if one thing bores you, it's on to the next pretty quick anyway. And it's going to have an interesting story as a backbone. And then it's going to have that feel of up in the air and the informant, which is that sort of quiet, absurd, dark humor that can. I, I don't know. Yeah. The vibe is uh, interesting on this. I'm, I guess I have to say excited. Come on. Yeah. No. Fine. No. Good. <laughs> fine. Good. <laughs> Episode 107, Roundtable. Thank you for joining us for the first half of the show. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we all thought, uh, I think I think it was uh, it was pretty good. What do you guys think? Uh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, wow. Studio audience oh. tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, well, you know, that's what. Uh, now everyone get out. This part's for us. Right. This is just for us. We just, uh, we de-stress after such a vibrant performance charismatic energy it, it takes effort it takes effort so we just like to de-stress chat chit chat about movies that we've seen recently or tv shows and then we sign off and bid you adieu i don't uh chelsea i don't think we've watched very much aside from halloween baking shows we started watching it right but we didn't turn it off because we uh didn't want to watch the rest of it or didn't think it was good we just got tired and it was halloween night and we had to sleep to go to work the next day it's long. It is long, but I can tell that it's quality. It is quality. The original? Uh, the new one. There's nothing quality about the original. It's yeah. all about nostalgia. Yeah, the, the original. Yeah, all nostalgia. And it's like, it's like Tim Curry surrounded by <laughs> shit. That's all you need. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Like maybe I. I might. But again, I don't have the uh, the depth of focus with it because I never read the book, and the book is huge. So. I, I kind of like my only criticism criticism would be that it could maybe get tightened up and not be as long because every segment that they go into, I was very interested in every scene that they did and it was directed well and done well. And we, I mean, we haven't got to the end yet, but there's just a lot of scenes without consequence in the beginning, hmm. like a lot of hallucinations, a lot of which you're <laughs> like rubbing your fists together. Like, all right, here we go. Yeah. Yeah. We were cracking jokes like, um, now I'm going to need another kid death here. We're gonna need another we, kid death. I need someone else to die. Need to keep, yeah, we need the <laughs> we need another kid death. And they have to set up too that like there's a whole other half of the story yeah. in the return thirty years later. And Nathan started looking at the cast and yeah. feeding me spoilers about who survives yeah. and who doesn't. I was like, that's gonna be old James McAvoy. Yeah. That's gonna be old Jessica Chastain. That's gonna be Bill Hader. 
And she's like, well, what about the other kids? Are they going to die? <laughs> <laughs> but so far, so good. Mm. Very much enjoying it. I also yeah. watched the first episode of The Haunting of Hill House. Uh-huh. And um, You're opening a can of worms here. They've seen the whole thing. I you think. guys have? Uh, we, are, we, are, we have one left. Is, so, okay. No one. What's uh, that? Paranormal uh, horror is sort of my um, kryptonite. I don't know what it is. I don't sleep with the closet door open. Thing, shit standing next to my bed freaks me out. So I watched the first episode, had a bit of trouble sleeping, and then mm-hmm. decided not to continue. But if you tell me it's worth it, I might continue and suffer. Yeah, we have to we have to finish it first. Uh, but I will say that the vast majority of The Haunting of Hill House is, is very well done. It seems like it's very subtle, very creepy. Yeah. The way they the way they do the scares and stuff is yeah. uh, is what I actually really appreciate about it. Totally. At least for the most part, is that they stay away from jump scares mm-hmm. pretty hard. They try really hard to build dread, which is the true element of horror. Which is what makes horror worth it is the dread. So there's always something like barely moving coming out of the background that's like inconsequential oh. because it's so far away, and the scene that's being displayed is like kids having fun and parents not noticing so everything seems fine but there's just this like thing back mm. there slowly getting close like everything is slow yeah. and like yeah. deliberate and that make- makes it really really scary <clears throat> <clears throat> sounds like i won't sleep ever again intern did i pick up on your little prospecting comment earlier that you watched the sisters brothers uh after a whole month of halloween on halloween or of uh horror films on halloween i watched uh, the Sisters Brothers and the Post. The Post, like the <laughs> that thing with, with Meryl, Meryl Streep? Streep and Tom Hanks. Yeah, Ugh. yeah. Oh, was that to go to bed? Um, <laughs> yeah. Did you fall asleep yeah. to it? I I missed the I did the wrong day because on uh, Halloween Eve I watched Ghostbusters Two, Shallow Grave, Reanimator, and Night of the Living Dead. Holy, Holy shit. shit! Original Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, like black and white. Yeah. I tried to record it, but I accidentally recorded the 90s version. The one with Tony Todd in it? I was like, oh, oh no. That has candy. Be, uh... I was like, girl, that has Candyman in it. I didn't know the original had Candyman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no, I bought no, the no. Uh, Criterion edition. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, let, let us all pick our jaws up off the floor. Well, yeah. you can actually you can pick up Night Living Dead from anywhere, from any distributor from for any amount of money because uh, <laughs> Romero lost the rights. And now it's just a uh, what is it common common copyright? Yeah, it's like a you know public domain, whatever it's called. <clears throat> um, you know what you can't get is uh, Day of the Dead and Dawn of the Dead on Blu-ray because they don't exist. You can get Day of the Dead on Blu-ray. Oh well, can't yeah, you? that's true. I think you can for a hundred and forty-seven Canadian dollars. Oh, you mean like it's out of print? Yeah. Oh yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I was uh, really hoping to do the what I consider the trilogy, which and, is uh, that didn't happen. Oh, oh, the Night of Living and the Dawn. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I haven't uh, seen it was, any, uh, but it was I, a fun day before Halloween. I feel like Walking Dead is sort of slowly ruining zombies. Oh yeah, Night of the Living Dead—they're not even called zombies. That's no. how. Uh, well, that's the original zombie, right? Yeah. yeah. Now yeah. the Walking Dead TV show has completely saturated. <sighs> zombies and ruined that subject matter i remember how excited i was when it was first coming out and amc just won't let it go yeah i saw some article about the producers of walking dead saying they don't think andrew lincoln leaving the show is gonna hurt walking dead at all and i'm like i just 
pray that it does. I pray that this shit tanks and you just have to cancel it. No one fucking cares. They're having the lowest ratings. Hmm? Do they have the Fear lowest of the Walking Dead. Yeah, they have so much. <sighs> it's so much. Yeah, that's true. Bring me more Breaking Bad spinoffs, please. Well, I heard Fear of the Walking Dead is actually part of uh, the Cloververse. <laughs> <laughs> um, I watched something. Okay. Besides Haunting at Hill House. Um, I watched The Night Comes for Us. What is that? I think I has, saw something about this. Continue. You you sent me something about this. Oh, did I? <laughs> you sent me a trailer for this. Yeah, it's by the guys that did uh, uh, some of the guys that made the raid movies, and it's about uh, like a triad assassin dude, you oh, know, super martial oh. artist killer. That, that's that ends that's having the to go to a- uh, South Korean one with the crazy violent fighting. Yes. Okay. Yeah, they sent him to kill a girl. He can't do it. He ends up taking her under his wing, and then all the rest of the triad comes to kill him. And uh, this this movie, holy shit. It is two hours of just like nonstop hyper violence, uh, Asian style, which is gruesome. And it the the fighting and choreography and everything is not nearly as tight as those raid movies. Those raid movies are just like sort of a wonder to behold in that department. But I will say this: I, there's no movie on earth. Maybe all movies combined on earth may not have as much as this movie has in knife fighting. There's so much knife fighting and so much cut flesh and severed throats Ugh. and fingers cut off ah. and caught like getting stabbed in the belly and having the knife pulled up and mm. it's just constant 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 slashing and like so much screaming there's so much screaming in this movie but like in a i like to highlight deaths that that i that i appreciate like remember the the death from jack reacher nathan where he has two guys fall on top of each other and he uses one guy's head to bash the other guy's <laughs> head in <laughs> Uh, I appreciate stuff like that. So in this one, <clears throat> they have this real tight quarter scene where it's like a they, they have the guy in like a police van and he has to kick six cops asses or something to get out of the van. And so he's trying to manage the damage between all six of them. And he ends up getting two of them sort of like shoulder to shoulder and has them squished against the wall so that one guy's machine gun is pointed at the guy next to his face. Oof. And they're sitting there and they're like, he's sweating it, trying real hard to like not shake the gun or do anything stupid. And then the guy that's holding them against the wall grabs a cattle prod off another cop and just starts electrocuting him. And it makes him shoot the gun off. And it's just right on the other dude's face as it gets fucking blown to smithereens. Like, like, like it's like shooting a machine gun at a watermelon. It was, I was just like, yes, yes. And then, uh. The other one is actually uh, for 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 the intern. This it's for the ladies out there. Uh, so a diversity scene. Uh, it's a it's a it's a lady fight. So it's two women, and they're of course knife fighting. So it's all knife fighting, and it's a white woman and an Asian woman. And the white woman's the bad guy, and she like slashes. They they both slash each slash each other, but the Asian chick gets hurt real bad, and it looks like she missed the white woman. She's like, oh fuck. She's like against the wall, like holding her wound. Like oh, I guess I lost. It sucks. And the white chick looks at her and then just starts like, like, like bursts out laughing. And when she bursts out laughing, her fucking intestines spill out of her stomach because she actually did get cut really bad. And she's trying to gather them up and she falls down the stairs and they're just flipping over her body. I was just like, ho, 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 ho. <laughs> hello. Thank you. This movie. <laughs> What's the trying- name of this movie? I'm the Night sad. Comes for Us. I just try to picture okay. my cousin after a movie like that, like satisfying 
violence that he's after. Just like pouring himself a coffee, going outside for a smoke, big smile on his face. Like, <laughs> just thinking about the death scene. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, the guy getting electrocuted and just like laying into that gun, though, and the other yeah, guy's face great. right next to the barrel. Oh. <laughs> Times. <clears throat> Too far, though. Like, uh, would I actually enjoy it or would I just be grossed out by it? Uh, again, if you like, if you went to go watch it and you came back and you told me like you saw an hour and that was good for you, I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense hmm. because it's a lot. There's a lot of knife fighting. Oh, <laughs> you gotta be I, really into violence. I don't know. Some of, some of the Asian stuff that you uh, burdened to me was uh, some of it was kind of difficult. Yeah, they're I, intense. Like the, uh, the one, what was the one with the? Um, I think it was the devil. Mm. Like oh wait no 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 there's like thirteen sins or something like that that one was pretty brutal there was a really bad Achilles scene in that one Ugh. it really <laughs> upset say it upset you a lot I think I watched it I don't know maybe there's I no just, fucking maybe, way maybe I watched it and then I was just like oh I that, know every Achilles scene in every that would have devastated Chelsea maybe I just obsessed about yeah. how much it would have devastated oh, you God, so and I thought about that like maybe hey Achilles. girl you should watch this movie just to like. Watch that devastation take place. And then our relationship would be over. <laughs> so she can't watch Murder in the First. <laughs> I've watched horror movies Gary where Oldman. Achilles tendons are severed, hmm. and I just don't appreciate it. Because that's what it comes to mind for me is Murder in the First. That's yeah. my top Achilles scene. Ugh. And then probably after that is Pet Cemetery. Yeah, he's got he's got Kevin Bacon like hanging from Ugh. his... Ugh. His like tied wrists or something, and he just like slashes both of them. No, the yeah. thing that upsets me the most is that hostile scene because oh, he cuts yeah. it and then he says, "Bitch, you can leave if you can walk out of here." And it's <clears throat> oh, I just it drives home how fucking devastating and disgusting the Achilles tendon is. I hate my human body. <laughs> this Ugh. sack of suffocating my skeleton. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't want to know anything about it. What else do you got for us, intern? Any uh, feedback, pretentious or otherwise, about uh, Sisters Brothers? You want? Oh, I liked it. Of course you did. Uh, I was yeah. really into all like the science shit with his his chemical formula that mm -hmm. magically makes gold appear, but it's super corrosive and it burns and. But the tone change, the way that the movie com changes completely in tone. Oh, is that is that born of the book? Whereas I didn't like the movie. The movie takes a complete like 90 degree turn. Yeah, and when it takes that turn, I'm like, oh, now I'm into it. But before that, I'm like... Yeah. It's the kind of movie where like, Daniel, it's the kind of movie where like 80% of the movie you're just like, all right, okay, all right. And then the last 20%, you're just like, what the fuck? Why? The fuck is that? What do you mean? Yeah, why wasn't this 20% the full 100% of the movie? I yeah. agree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, 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 are you, am I getting two different interpretations here? I think so, yeah. <laughs> uh, this sounds like, Nathan, you like the first part, Chelsea the second. Yeah. You like the, you like the final 20? Yeah. I like the first 80. Yeah, but he liked Prophet or whatever that fucking Western movie was, where it was just dirty. And the first. The proposition. The yeah. proposition, yeah. The first part of the movie is just dirty. No, the first 80% of Sisters Brothers is like, got some, some silly you know, levity to it. And the last 20 is just like, oh, these guys, these guys suck and this sucks and everything sucks. It gets real. 
Well, no. <laughs> Shit gets real, yeah. Just like you know life, Nathan. I think I think it's connected to, you know, Jake Gyllenhaal dying. Oh, it could be. <laughs> as soon as Jake Gyllenhaal died, he was like, nah, I'm out. Yeah. Gyllenhaal's <laughs> character died. And I was like... Spoilers. What? No Claire Foy to replace him? Hmm. Like, what the fuck? Riz Ahmed dies, he's... too, so... What do you mean he's dead? Uh-huh. Like any all... movie in a theater where Jake Gyllenhaal dies, that's just... Nathan just stands up and just walks <laughs> yep. out. Yes. <laughs> I had a friend. She was obsessed with Titanic, with Leonardo DiCaprio and... Uh, Kate Winslet. <laughs> thank you. And when we went to see Revolutionary Road, she was like, oh, if Kate Winslet doesn't fucking die, then I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> and the true burden of that is that you need to wait till the end to find out, you right? Do. Yeah. yeah, you do. Does she die? Yes. Oh. Well, thank God. I know. Yeah. We were saved. Yeah. I also watched the original Psycho for the first time ever. Finally. Oh, cool. Finally. Yeah. And Anthony Perkins had a lot of presence. He was very, yeah. I mean, it's one of those black and white movies. Like, I'm not usually into the old school criterion level pretentiousness, but that movie was interesting. Yeah. I, I love the, uh, when the, like the, that detective guy comes through. I love, I love this, the questioning scenes with him and Anthony Perkins. Mm-hmm. Really? They seem, so, like, they, seem, they seem so like innocent and like clumsy almost, but yeah. he's like really good of, at catching every little. That's, that's true. I, I was kind of like, for some reason, siding with Perkins. <laughs> yeah. Cause he's, cause, cause the cop's kind of a dick a little bit. Yeah. And I'm just like, Oh shit. You didn't take the name out of the book. He's going to totally screw you with that. Oh no, you fucking now you admitted that you you said you didn't know her now you do oh come on, buddy. You're fucking <laughs> yeah, this whole thing up. Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. I really like Psycho. The first time I watched Psycho, I was of an impressionable age and I showered with the shower curtain partially open for weeks after I watched it. <laughs> yeah. So I love it. It has this weird comforting feeling for me, despite the trauma. I supposedly experienced. It's definitely not like a horror, disturbing horror movie. It's just appealing, and it, and Perkins has a, has really great presence. I can't get a, I can't escape that. I just think that he's he was the bomb. I wonder what else he did. Like I wonder how how uh, full his career was because he's he he had something going on there. No, well there was a Psycho two and three that he was in, and then there's a fourth that he's not in. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. Wow, I didn't know Psycho had a fucking franchise. That's crazy. I know. And then the, the, the scene for scene remake with uh, Vaughn. Is, have you seen that? Yes. And is it absolute garbage? It's it's why they don't do scene for scene remakes anymore. You're like mm-hmm. it's unnecessary. Why would you? Why would but you? But it was in color. Yeah. And, and, uh, and they actually bad. changed the one shot at the end where they spin the camera around a couple more times. This might be because controversial. They couldn't get the same shot. But because because I know Vertigo was the greatest film or the best film ever at some point. That's listed in the Sight and Sound 250 critics list as the best film ever made right now. Yeah, it was. And that's the same as Citizen Kane. It was like Citizen Kane and then it was Vertigo and I don't know. Just ahead of Mad Max Fury Road. (laughs) Uh, They only do that every 10 years. Just let it happen. Mad Max won't be on that list. Just let it happen. Okay. And I think... um, Psycho is way better. Vertigo never spoke to me. I never really understood Vertigo that much. And I I actually really love Rear Window. Yeah, Rear Window is the best one. Totally That's my underrated. Favorite. It's but so good. It's like 
like M for murder. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Also, I've been watching a lot of Hitchcock lately. Oh, I like. If you have any more, then lay it on me. Different things popping up in my brain while I was watching Psycho, like that. Uh, I started getting that scene from Iron Giant in my head, where he's watching the old horror movie on the TV when he's alone at the beginning of Iron Giant. He's like eating ice cream, and he's like, "You're gonna get it." <laughs> I was just thinking, because some of those scenes had that feel, like it was just like really telegraphed that something was going to happen. And yeah, it was Hitchcock was slow, slow moving you in toward these things that you could totally see were about to happen. But, That's the kind of horror I fucking love to watch yeah. at Halloween. It had that cheesy scene at the end with the, the doctor that just can explain everything, everything about somebody's psychosis. Oh. Like, well... <laughs> I love it. His yeah. voice soothes me. I he, should just loop it. He and wasn't put a it... transvestite. He was trying to capture his mother's memory. Oh. <laughs> Classic. Good stuff. Anybody else have anything uh, this evening, or do we bid this episode adieu? That's it for me. Yeah, I don't think I have anything else. Oh, well, I do want to say that A Star is Born, I watched it, I didn't cry. I judged it at first, and now I'm starting to warm to it. <laughs> and I feel like the scenes it does well, it does so well that they stick with you and you think about them after the movie. Yeah. And that is something that should be recognized. Yeah. It's like the award season movies just start rolling out and you're just like, man, Star is Born, it keeps looking better and better. As Amanda we, loved it. Yeah. As, as we see these other movies start to appear, you're just like, eh. I don't know about the writing. Mm. I don't know about the ending. I don't know about the character development, but I know that like the music and the onstage concert performances were sweaty and gritty and they just, they've stuck with me. Oh. And Bradley Cooper peeing himself on stage. Spoilers! <laughs> yeah. wow. That's the, the second time I Jesus. watched that movie, I knew it was coming, and I totally missed like the whole first half of that happening. No, oh. no, Daniel, I already ruined a bunch of this movie for Daniel. Daniel doesn't even care, right? Yeah, but what about the cool billion? Oh, well, fuck the billion. Right, this is for us. <laughs> <laughs> and well, with I, that, we'll we'll right. get you next week. Yeah. Well, thanks. Thanks for coming out, everybody. I mean, you know, this was kind of just for us, but appreciate you sticking around for the second part. And, uh, you know, oh, oh, <laughs> oh. Hey. Time. Okay. all right. Okay. Okay. So keep it down. All right. Thank you very much. You know what the deal is. TrailerparkPodcast.com, SadSackStudios.com. Uh, tell your friends. <laughs> if you them. have any. If you have any. Mm.